Welcome to the Peterson's Bow Hunting Podcast. All bow hunting, all the time. Now, here's your host, editor Christian Berg. All right, welcome back to the Bow Hunting Podcast. We're all bow hunting all the time, and today we're all saddle hunting all the time. I've got uh, Mr. Sean Ferguson from Trophy Line and Mr. Nick Betts from Trophy Line. They have uh, a really, really cool new saddle, and I am excited to talk about it. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us. What's up? Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm doing probably almost as good as you guys are. Uh, Sean's on vacation, so he's doing the best out of the three of us. He's coming joining us for a podcast on vacation. Doesn't mean but, I work any less. Well, that's probably true. And when you've got a hot new product, you're probably all working overtime because you guys just came out with the Venatic saddle. I actually, I'm the first kid on my block to have one. This just showed up over the weekend. I have not had a chance to get up in a tree with it, but this is a really cool saddle kind of different immediately after taking it out of the box but uh let's start with first things first the vanatic what does yeah. the name mean and where'd you guys come up with that um well like any any new product we come up with it's uh you know we we try to come up with a a, a name that fits it you know and um um we, I literally keep a note on my phone of, of names. I got hundreds of them. You can ask Nick. And, and, uh, that's probably the hardest, hardest part to come to do is really come up with a name for a product. Cause when you come up with a really good one, you start doing research and you realize, you know, it, uh, it, uh, it's already taken for something else. And so we, um, you know, uh, actually one of our, uh, one of our ambassadors, right, Nick, came up with the name at a attack event um last last year was it this year i can't remember though we were probably we pulled the trigger on it we were um hey we were sitting around at an event uh with one of our ambassadors and just spitballing names trying to get his idea of what we would say and and he just set his beard down he said what do you think about this and and all of us are like, you know what, we got to run with that. So Venatic was born from that. And, uh, you know, it, it really just means of the hunt and to be yeah. um, kind of fond of or living by hunting. So it was perfect. It's kind of a perfect fit. It fits perfectly. Yeah. Gotcha. I never heard the word, but I didn't realize it's an actual word. Yeah, <laughs> it is actual word, right? Yep. Because because if you would put a gun to my head and say, what does it mean? I'm like. I don't know. I think it's probably short for venison fanatic. Yeah. <laughs> well, that works too. You know, we're also venison fanatic. So um, <laughs> it works out. Hey, that's a new meaning. We're going to add that to it. We'll, yep. we'll add that to the uh, Webster dictionary uh, on it. But uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it, it, it was perfect fitting for it. And mm -hmm. um, so we're, we're excited about it. Well, I'm excited about it. You know, last year, I hunted in your, your covert light and I mm -hmm. really enjoyed that, had good yep. success. And it's hard to imagine, you know, what what this new saddle is gonna have that that I that I didn't already have because I really enjoyed that, but I'm sure there's a bunch of upgrades. So, you know, let's yeah. talk about it. Um, and you know, it's funny before we started the show, I said the first thing I noticed when I just literally pulled this thing out of the box, um, I put my hands on the waistband here and this inner uh, waistband is like rubberized. You can feel that. And, you know, the first thing I was thinking is that that's really going to like grab probably your outerwear. And so is that a design to give like a more stable or, you know, a fit where the saddle isn't going to move on your body? Exactly. Exactly. Both, both things from moving up or down or actually your hunting apparel moving up or down in it and um let me step back a little bit we um you know the the covert light is such a staple piece for us you know it's it's uh, uh it's a piece we'll have for a very long time because it's it fits a it fits a really good price point and there's a lot of value there for it and um so when we want to work on a new saddle one we wanted to make sure we wanted to make it in the united states and um 
it's easier said than done when you want to build lots of them and uh, you know decent volume and hit a certain price point because we know it you know there's there's that balance right so you if uh, if you're going to raise the retail you got one you got to bring value to it you got to you got to get something for it um, but just building things in the United States just costs more you know at the end of the day then you have your challenges of getting components and and then being able to the ability to keep up with that demand. So we did a lot of research on there. We asked a lot of people and actually the person that we work with um, dipped into his past and we ended up meeting a uh, manufacturer in Florida. And uh, we probably talked to half dozen to eight manufacturers, but um, these people we end up going to visit and we knew we we're in the right place when we got there. They, they do a little bit of military stuff, but they they do lots and cuts of cut and sew for a bunch of different companies, especially the industrial world. And um, I think it's 150 sewers, I, I believe they have. It's cool because it's like, it was a 35 year old, it is a 35 year old family business. And um, there's actually a lot of employees there that have been there the entire time. So again, we kind of knew we, we were at the right place, but you know, so it, it, it so when we, we started getting into it, we, um, and th- mind you, this is going back to, January of 2021, when we really kind of started talking about a, a new saddle. Um, and as we got more into it, we, uh, we, we knew we were going to tap into somebody. We were, we were actually good friends with um, Matthew Tompkins over TX5. And um, he and I always throw ideas out to each other, text each other. Um, so and I actually looked it up the other day. It was uh it was April 3rd, 2021, when I texted him like, hey, you got a minute to talk. I, got, I want to run something by you. And uh, so we just we just actually started throwing some ideas around, um, some stuff that we were thinking about, some stuff that he was thinking about. And we just knew we wanted to come out with something different. We knew we wanted to be super lightweight, super strong, super Trump comfortable, and made in the USA. You know, and I didn't want to break that $300 mark. Um, and but you're jumping up $100 from Recover Light to the Venatic. We knew we got to give you a lot of bells and whistles, features, things like that, that are useful, not just you know pretty from the outside. You know, and um, so with myself, Nick, and Matthew, and then a couple other people on the team, we just we just kind of got to work. We made a bunch of notes and. And uh, Matthew did some stuff that he was been talking about. So that's kind of really how that started to morph. And it's just like anything. I mean, here we're sitting here. It's July 2022. And we just launched this thing. So you can see how long one it takes just, you know, trying different products, making samples, tweaking back and forth. And then, and then you know, like us, our model is we, we always like to have a decent amount on hand when we turn it on, when we launch it, we we're never, we never like to pre-order, pre-sell anything. We don't like to take people's money and have to make them wait for months to get products. So, so we kind of build that into it. And um, so it was, you know, you start going down the features of it. You know, the one feature that you talked about was the, the, the rubberized inside. And um, you know, we get a lot of our, um, you know, information just from listening to our consumer, whether people are emailing us, texting us, phone calling, looking at the forums, you name it. And uh, we take that to heart, you know, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to make our product better in the future. And, um, and that's, and that, I think that's actually one of the products we talked about. One of the, one of the things that came up was, I think we saw it in one of the forums where people were talking about, you know, their clothes riding up or down, not so much in the early season, but maybe later in the season when you got a lot more clothes on. Um, so we want, we knew we wanted to figure a way to, um, just add a little to it. Cause it's, it's not a lot. It's just, it's just a coating to it. And, um, it's just enough to, to keep things in place. Um, you know, when you put that on, you know, it has, you know, it has a belt 
that you, you're able to move that freely through it. So you can center your belt buckle right in the middle, like a lot of people do. Some people like it off the side. You know, me personally, I like it in the middle. But that gives you the ability to put it wherever you want. And when you cinch that down with that rubber backing on it, it just holds it in place. So if you like it above your belt, below your belt, or over top of your belt, um, it's going to stay. Probably ought to back up and ask the first question. That yeah. So I guess saddle guys are always going to want to know is how much does it weigh, right? And how does that compare <laughs> to your other saddles? Because because every ounce counts uh, more more with some than others. Sure. So that saddle there in your hand, including the rope bridge and carabiner that comes with it, is 30 ounces. So that is over a pound lighter than the covert that you were hunting out of last year. Oh, wow. I'm going to be able to go an extra 30 yards from the truck now. <laughs> well, well, you know this it, world. Everybody counts ounces. <laughs> yeah, That's ounces crazy. do matter. But a lot of it, too, is about keeping the saddle in position as you're doing that movement, right? So um, the rubberized waistband, the adjustable waist belt, and then just it being lighter, as you go into the woods, it will stay in position for you better, uh, the lighter it is, you know? you're wearing an item in just like a standard fall rest harness you're not really going to feel that weight too much but it just depends on how that little extra bit you want to stay comfortable as you're walking in and out of the woods oh yeah and yeah, I mean, you, you'll get that extra 30 yards easily that's something that i noticed in all seriousness last mm -hmm. fall um you know you've got maybe a, a couple of accessory pouches on your saddle and you, you wear it in and it is really convenient. But sometimes, uh, like you said, if the saddle starts to sag down a little bit or sometimes you just have to stop. I do anyway, probably because I'm fat. I have to stop and like retighten uh, the belt, the waist belt sometimes, because I think as you're walking along, it just starts to loosen up and then the whole thing kind of starts to come down on your hips and it's not as secure. So yeah, anything like that rubberized that might hold it up there a little bit better, it will make it probably, you know, more more comfortable and easy walking in with the gear on. Yeah, a lot of times too, like if I have long walks, I'll actually pull the belt up over my normal belt on my pants and cinch it just so then it holds it. And then when I get to the base of the tree, I, I, I make adjustment to it. And then I, I always keep mine like right over, you know, the same place where my belt is, you know, right on, right over top of it. So it's gotcha. uh, just a little things like that, that helps. So, so a couple other things here, you know, and, and you've got there, you've got the, the Molle loops mm -hmm. top and bottom sort of traditional, but the, you've got this additional, uh, you know, set here. And again, this is made out of some kind of a rubberized material. It's a little bit of a different shape. Talk to me about this, what your thought process was of why you included this and what exactly you think this offers in functionality, usefulness versus, you know, just a more your standard type uh, webbing. Well, we wanted one, we just wanted to make it one look a little different. You know, it's uh, yeah, all the, a lot of the saddles on the market all have the very similar, you know, nylon webbing, um, uh, sewn molly on there. And um, actually our, our uh, the guy we work with at the manufacturer um, came up actually with that fabric. Um, it's called Hypalon. Um, super strong, uh, super durable. Like you, you, there's no stretch to it. It's, you can see, you can try all you want. Um, but we really like that, that look and feel to it. So it just gives a little bit different appearance on the outside, but you'll actually see we're, we're actually going to utilize that, that material on some other things coming out in the future. Um, so it kind of ties into, um, future plans of, of some stuff we're coming out with just gives it a little different look to Molly and, uh, instead of just square nylon. Right. Well, so it's kind of an hourglass cut. Yeah. And I'll tell you one thing that honestly, even as I'm just kind of holding it here and looking at it, that I like about it, you know, if you have to get anything on or off your Molly loops without looking at it, or especially right. if you're in a bit of an awkward position uh, yeah. in the tree, it can sometimes be hard to get any slack under these loops to slide anything in there. But yep. this material 
almost has a little bit of memory or rigidity to it and it holds itself yeah. away from the surface of the saddle like you could slide a carabiner through there really easily without having to fumble around with it yeah, yeah exactly I, you know it's 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 the touch and feel of knowing where you're at you know from the difference between the tight nylon molly and then the rigid molly right below that and then you're right, it stays open so you can do those things where you're adding a quick clip. Maybe you're hanging a climbing stick or your platform or some anything off the back of your saddle. You have an easier feel without having to reach around or try to look and see what you're doing. You can do it much quicker with your hands, having those two separate materials that are really obvious. Since you're looking at the back of the saddle there and seeing how easy it is to go in and out of that hypo on there's a piece of webbing at the bottom of the saddle that's extra so when you're talking about walking in and out you know walking in and out of the woods if you just loosen up your leg straps you can actually hook that onto your onto the hypo on right and that way it keeps your saddle up out of the way so when you're walking in Yep. So when you're walking in, it's not riding down under your, under your butt. You know, well, one thing about our saddle. Cool. Yeah. So one yeah. thing about our saddles is, you know, we like them to be taller and a little wider. So when you make it a little bit taller, you give a, a better lower back support. And then, you know, underneath cups underneath your butt, which makes it just a nice, you know, makes it a better shit. choice again yeah, for just more people who have right? fat asses like I do. Yeah. That's your go-to. Exactly. And so, but walking in and out, you know, sometimes, you know, it's tucked under your butt. Uh, makes it a little bit more difficult. You can still do it, but we just figure out, we try to figure a way to, how do you minimize that? So you just loosen up your leg straps a little bit and you pull this tab up and clip it right into that. Um, it just gets it up out of the way just enough. You know, and then when you get to your spot, you unhook it, you're ready to go. So something super easy, you know, like that. Um, I was, just, again, I was it's about the little things. I was wondering what that thing was for, so yep. I'm glad that that came up. Yeah. Yeah. Not once you I, try it on, the key too is you don't necessarily, you don't necessarily need to keep your leg straps tight, right? I keep mine loose, and yeah. um, and so when you keep those loose like that, it's really easy to hook. You know, and like to your point, you can do it without looking behind your back, you know, with that, with that hypolon molly, you got the, it, it bubbled out. So you can easily put that hook inside there and not, not have to look. So well, let's keep on moving through. Cause I want to hit on uh, yeah, you know, let's, probably, um, probably more, but this, this fabric that you actually have made the, you know, the panel of the mm -hmm. saddle out of is super lightweight. It's very thin, you know, uh, again, I think to me, it's a, it looks like a ripstop nylon. You can tell me if I'm wrong, but uh, yeah, I mean, that's got to weigh literally an, an ounce, you know yeah, what I mean? The, whole, the entire panel. Yeah. It's uh, it's extremely lightweight, extremely strong. Um, we actually do an unfinished version. So if you put a finish on it, it will make it noisy. So we do an unfinished. Um, so the, you know, when you're walking things like that, there's, there's no noise to it. Um, I know there are probably some concerns to uh, some hunters, but there, there isn't. So, cause we do it unfinished. Um, and then, um, you know, it's basically very similar material as like a parachute or even some hammock materials that are out there. Super it, lightweight, it super honestly, compact. Now I'm showing my age. Nick won't know <laughs> what this is, but Sean, you and I will. It made me think of my old parachute pants from the 80s. <laughs> You're going to bust an old pair out and put them on now. <laughs> I, I tell you, I'm going to bring a pair to our hunt in Kentucky. <laughs> I am going to hunt in my parachute pants and the new Venatic saddle, and I'll kill the biggest buck in camp. That you have awesome. to now. Make, make sure the red bring light, it, Michael really Jackson's parachute pants. Yeah, the red That's was awesome. the color, man. Absolutely. <laughs> it would be perfect. Don't match our logo. <laughs> all right you got uh, it i guess stuff. i don't really have any anymore but i'll have to get on google i'm sure you can find oh, i'm some, sure you can find some vintage parachute pants <laughs> oh there's got to be a camo pair out there for you <laughs> that we I, have I, actually i think i've seen like new camouflage versions on like wish Oh, you ever go on Wish? <laughs> you know, like Ali, Ali right. Express. Yeah, Ali all Bo. that stuff. Oh, they've got them. Yeah. 
awesome. might might get a whole set. Just tell me how many <laughs> pairs I need and everybody's size. Uh, too funny. All right. So what else do we have going on here? Well, moving I mean, back I'm around, sure. I, I go back to the go back to the belt, the front belt buckle. Oh, the front You'll belt see, buckle. Yep. Yeah. The waist one. You see that little rubber loop to on your left hand right there? Do you see where? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. So this is it's another hypalon loop right here. Correct. Yep. Exactly. So we uh, that's actually uh, the bridge garage we call it. So so if you look here, when you're walking in. You can cinch you can cinch your your prusik right on your bridge down tight and then you have all the excess the excess uh, uh, rope left right so what you do is you fold it in half and you tuck it in your waistband so it stays up out of the way and then when you get to your spot you just pop it out and then you know slide your bridge out and you're ready to go so it's just just a convenient place to keep your loose end i know a lot of guys will tuck it in their pants or tuck it into the saddle itself we just like what if we came up with this little loop here like i said we call it the bridge garage just pop it in there and now it's up it's up out of the way and uh, uh you're not tripping on it or it's getting in your way so just something again something little um but it's uh it's it's extremely useful the yeah, they, they say it's the little things that make the big difference, right? You guys yeah. are thinking of thinking of all the details here. Yep, absolutely. You know, and to catching on it there, we use we use all raptor buckles, which are made in the United States, you know, for the for the waist buckle and the leg buckles. Again, the whole you know, one of the goals coming out of this was all made in the United States. So, um, so every, anybody that's in saddle hunting knows the Raptor name, um, super heavy doodle duty, you know, the military uses them. So that was, that was important to us on there. Um, and then probably, you know, we, we, we stuck, we stuck with our normal, um, bridge, you know, we, we, we love the size of it. We also, uh, we're also a big fan of disconnect. So we, we do it with a Prusik and a black diamond carabiner. Um, there's a lot of guys that like to be able to disconnect and they're not stepping through their bridge. Um, there's other guys that, you know, get rid of this piece, you know, and connect the Prusik right there. We, so we give it to you. So it's an, you know, if you want to change it out, that's great. Um, if not, you know, you have the ability to disconnect the, the bridge to your bridge loop and, uh, instead of stepping through it um so and it's it's a you know it's a proven bridge that has worked great for you know thousands and thousands of saddles that we have uh, have sold in the past so we um but i'm sure some guys will try to put some lighter weight stuff on it you know to make the make the saddle lighter but like you know look how light lightweight it is already with uh, when you're when you're talking about that it's uh um that that entire package um one of i guess say the probably one of the other features if you go around to it is the uh uh lineman loops right instead of being you know something very rigid and sewn on the same line as the top molly um we did which basically are three three inches apart um, very easy to find in the dark, um, but also has the ability, like if you bump into some, it folds away, um, and very, very strong, very, very durable still just again, something different. Um, it, uh, when you, you know, when you double up something, sometimes triple up something being that where this is at, um, things get a little bit tighter and a little bit more durable on your hips. So this is just another way to ease or free up some of that um thickness bulkiness on uh on the saddle itself yeah i like i like how again this is um you can see how this has some a little bit of form to it and it's not like you say it's not under tension uh if i you know put like stress on this it's not closing this loop down it's right. independent of its fit on your body and these loops are going to be here you mentioned like easy to find in the dark or even just 
even just honestly, when you're not looking or if you're on a really big fat tree and you're hooking up and you can't really even see or yeah, it's, it's going to be right there. You're going to be able to find it just by sort right. of feel or, um, you know, it, yeah, I like that. And you've got you've got like some more of that rubberized coating yep. on, on this material here. I was just about to bring that up. So that that's another just like you're saying you can feel it. So that hypalon on top of the, the structural nylon helps it stay in that shape but also you get that tacky feel so when you throw the tag end of your lineman's uh, rope around a tree you can just reach back without looking just like you said and feel exactly where you need to be versus any other position on the saddle so the rope the the bridge loops have a different feel than the lineman's loops so just your body naturally you're going to be able to pick up on that much easier when you're going to do these things yeah, you know, it's funny because as you think, you know, when I think about saddle hunting, I always think about how it's this community where everybody is a customizer and everyone is going to take whatever they buy off the shelf and, and go and, you know, they, they change something, they cut something off, they add something on, they, they get different hardware, whatever. But, you know, as the saddle community matures, as the product lines that are out there mature, that there's so much more refinement. A lot of these ideas that have happened over the last 10 years, you know, have now been mainstreamed and so many improvements have been made. It's like you're getting to the point now with products like this that you're so well thought out. I almost think it's the ultimate feather in your cap. You're probably going to start to hear from a lot more customers who are like, you know, for the last 20 years, I always modded every single thing that I had. But yeah. like some of your new stuff, like this Fanatic saddle, I'm honestly going to start just buying it and using it stock because it's got so many great features. There's not, there's not going to be as much that people need to change, you know, from, it's not like the only option uh, on the market anymore is like this clunky one size fits all product that everybody has to tailor for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good point. Didn't even think about that, you know, but you know, how it got, I mean, people love to mod everything out. Like even, even when you get a brand new bow, people are changing the colors and the strings and just and that. So, but uh, no, like that's, that's, that's an interesting point that you brought up there though. That's, uh, well, you know, and, when you look at, you know, I, when you look at the pouches that you can get also, you know, I don't know, one of your bag there. I mean, the pouch itself, the whole, it, first of all, it will hold two tech core ropes or eight millimeter ropes with Prusix and carabiners or column ducks or what have you. But I mean, the pouch itself is one and a half ounces. So, you know, you can, if you don't need it, you can roll it up and put it in your pocket or, you know, you have the ability to keep two two tech cores in there, and uh, very easily to attach and be hooked and and ready to go. So, you know, yeah, it's you know, it's um, we didn't. I mean, we set out to be light, you know, to make the thing really light. As as, uh, but we didn't set it out to be like we didn't have a, a like an end game, you know, to be ultra ultra light because a lot of times when when you say light or ultra light to somebody, they think minimalist, right? Minimalist style. And um, we knew that we didn't want to go that route. We also, you know, one thing that we've kind of known for is, you know, how comfortable our saddle, saddles are. Again, taller taller than most and wider than most. And just at the end of the day, it just makes it more comfortable to sit in, especially longer sits. So, you know, working our team here and working with Matthew, we've, we felt really good what how the outcome was nick you want to get into maybe a little bit too of the style the shape of it you know how we you know the, the overall where we we you know the the, the kind of the, the what about yeah, thicker sure. band around here yeah. i think that's that's important to it so so what we wanted to do so there's you know saddle hunting is like you said there's it's it's very personal so there's a you know a lot of people like single panels a lot of people like double panels and I'll be honest, we don't really want to get in the complexity of a two panel saddle just because it, it just ends up being more difficult than we wanted to venture in. So we thought, how do we make a single panel have the comfort of a double panel saddle? So what you see on the Venatic is there's a top band about four to four and a half inches wide. And then the bottom is the same thing. So instead of it just being the outer frame, 
of the structural nylon. It's the outer frame of the structural nylon backed up by more material that makes it have that smaller panel uh, feel. So when you have it on, it feels like a two panel, which offers a lot more comfort to some people. And, but it's the, the simplicity of a single panel. So someone who's getting into saddle hunting or maybe just doesn't have, feel as comfortable up in an elevated position with two separate panels dangling off them, now they get that comfort on one piece. And we want to just try to incorporate that, just like you said earlier, trying to make things simpler for people when they're out there in the woods, solve those little frustrations, those things that would really bother them, eliminate those and just make the whole hunt go better. Yeah. And, you know, another thing that you guys talked about that I was interested in, you talked about this whole made in America thing and which I think is great. I think most people will think is great. And I'm wondering what your desire for that was that in response to you know, customer requests, or was it in response to, you know, what everybody who makes anything has experienced over the last couple of years with this pandemic and the supply chain where, you know, not only might it be a good marketing um, a tool, you know, to say that we're making things here, but also, you know, although it might be more expensive, is there something to be said for, you know, working with suppliers and manufacturers who are here as opposed to trying to get things, you know, halfway around the world at a time when you can't find, you know, people to drive trucks or put containers on ships or all those sorts of things, not to mention how much more expensive those things have got. It's, um, it's a little bit of a combination of all of the above there. You know, one is, you know, we make you know, platforms are made here in the United States. Our ropes are made here in the United States. Um, so we wanted a saddle. So we kind of wanted a whole complete kit from that standpoint. You know, some of the things that we do have made overseas are I'm literally working with small family owned factories that I've been dealing with for almost 20 years, you know, from, from my background. And so, you know, it, so we get great quality. I think, I mean, I think if you grab the cover or something like that, they, you know, it's, if anything, we overbuild everything, you know, super strong, great durable, good stitching, you know, the whole works, you know, but we also knew that we wanted, we wanted to something to go along with the other products that were made, making in the United States. Um, but we also knew we had to, we had to balance it, you know, and uh, when it comes to pricing, because as we all know, cost of everything is going up, you know, our components daily costings going up, you know, you know, fuel is going up. So that all adds in, you know, it's, it's some things we tried to absorb. Um, we tried to absorb as much as possible. In fact, you know, when, uh, a USA made saddle, we actually make less on it than we do one of our other saddles that, that we make somewhere else. Um, but we also knew what, you know, you, there's certain retails that work, you know, across different products, doesn't matter what it is. Um, and we knew we didn't want to break that $300 price point. You know, it's, there, you know, people pay more, you know, the, the made in the USA, but you got to give them, you got to give them features for it. Right. So you got to get, it's not just, if it was just apples to apples and you chart upcharge, you know, 50 or hundred dollars more, that's probably, it's a little bit of tough pill to swallow for, for some people. But if, you know, you, you jump to a hundred dollar more and you give them super lightweight, you know, hypalon, uh, the, uh, the, how, how light it is, how strong it is, you know, how comfortable it is, the, you know, all the way down to the little details of the bridge garage and, and then use USA made buckles, which by the way, are the most expensive thing probably on, you know, and, and when you, when you're looking at it, um, anybody can look up how much Raptor buckles are. And we got three of them on there. It's, uh, it's almost half the cost of the, the you know, the entire thing. Um, it just, it just all adds up. So it's just, uh, again, it's part of the trophy line package. I felt like we were missing and that we wanted to, uh, round out the, uh, uh, that part. And, uh, I, I, I think we, I think we nailed it, 
you know. So now when you look at it, you can you can buy a USA made saddle from us, an all USA made platform from us. Our ropes are all USA made, you know. So it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's a it's a great feeling. Plus, like the people that we built this with, they never built a tree saddle before. They built industrial saddles before, so they they thought it was cool, it was something different, different category for them. So they were all behind it, and uh, it's uh, it's just cool. It's a cool feeling. You know, when we do USA made projects too, we try to do so all the materials sourced in the US down to even the box that it is shipped in. So absolutely everything we use on a USA product, platforms, sticks, the cam buckles, straps that go on our platforms and sticks, the ropes, everything that those are sent to you in, all the way down to that is USA made. So if it's if we're really saying that to you. It is 100% USA made and we're dedicated to it. And like Sean said, we just wanted to have that offering, you know, one, because we wanted to offer it, but also, you know, our customers do want that, you know, we want to support American jobs. So this was a really fun project for us. We think we really hit it out of the box or hit it out of the park and um, just really happy for a lot of people to get their butts in this fanatic this year and, and get some big deer on the ground. Yeah, I think it's awesome, you know, and what you guys are doing with that. And I'll tell you what I think is what I really appreciate, Sean mentioned it earlier, when you guys launch a product, you actually have product for people to buy. And I'm going to give you a little bit of a rant right now, share a, a personal experience, okay? Um, you'd think that if Trophy Line, you know, can build product, that like a multi-billion dollar corporation like Ford Motor Company could build product, <laughs> right? Well, I have had uh, a truck. Ford came out with a new truck this year. Half the people, 75% of the people listening to this probably never even heard of it yet. You, they have, there hasn't been a single commercial on TV. They don't need to advertise it. They can't build it. It's called the Maverick. It's a small pickup truck. It's like the size of what the Ranger was before the Ranger became what the Ranger yeah. is now. It's an awesome little truck because it gets decent fuel economy. It's like the size of the truck that you want for the 320 days a year that you don't really need a truck. You know what I mean? But it can still yeah. do some truck stuff. Anyway, long story short, uh, I am one of many tens or hundreds of thousands of people waiting for my Maverick because Ford cannot build, you know, so. And, and yet they keep on coming out with like new vehicles that they can't build. There's people who have been right. waiting two years or more, two and a half years for a Bronco. Um, you know, then there's people waiting for Mustang Mach-E's. There's people waiting for F-150 Lightnings. It's like uh, at some point, folks, the excitement wears off. And if you're holding some of my money and you can't like <laughs> give give me the widget, you know, if there's anybody at Ford Motor Company who listens to this, build the widget, build the right. truck. If I want a Venatic saddle, I can get one. Look, take a lesson from Trophy Line. Go to trophyline.com, get your Venatic saddle. It'll be here in a couple of days. You'll be up the tree. You'll be killing velvet bucks in Kentucky with these guys in no time. I bet you I bet you, uh, 50 bucks that I don't pull into the uh, hunting camp in Kentucky in September with my Maverick. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good bet, right? We're sitting here in July, right? Uh, there's no way it's... Out. I don't even have a VIN number. It's not scheduled for production. And actually, starting uh, next month, all the 22 orders that are unfulfilled are going to be pretty well canceled out. I ha I'm going to have to get uh, in the 23 line. So, That's no, I, I will not be seeing you unless I find one like at, uh, you know, Alamo car rental or something. I will not right. be seeing you in a, uh, a Ford Maverick, uh, but I will be seeing you in the Venatic saddle. And that's far more important as far as I'm concerned. Those guys at FOMOCO can go <laughs> hunt in some second rate saddle this fall. But those of us who know how to get things done will be hunting trophy line and killing the big boys. Yeah, that's that's what we'll say. We'll say, you know, guys, guys at Ford, they probably they probably hunt in somebody else's saddle. I don't think they're really trophy line caliber. So anyway, thank you, thank you, thank you for giving me an opportunity to vent my personal frustrations here on today's show. You're very welcome. <laughs> you know, to that point, you know, with every product we've released, you know, we're like Sean said, we're, we don't want to take somebody's money before we have something to actually send them. So 
you're never going to see a product for sale on our website that isn't in our warehouse and ready to go out to you. Just is the way it is. You know, this Fanatic saddle, we had to launch it with just the medium large. We had a lot of people who were reaching out to us and said, we want this saddle for sale. When can I get this? So our large, extra large has been slightly delayed. So we could have turned that on too and taken people's money and told them there's delay in shipping, but that's just not how we want to function. So the second we get those in stock, they'll be for sale. And then we can start getting those orders in and getting the product out. But until that time happens, we're going to wait. And that's just how we're going to operate at, at the company. It's just what we're always going to do. Well, that's another win for the non big and tall guys like me. There's an advantage <laughs> to being, to being, uh, of average size, shall we say? Well, this, well, the the medium large still capable. goes to thirty nine. It's, yeah. it's it, you know the, the size of it. We oh, cap gotcha. it officially at thirty eight, but it, it can go a bit bigger. But um, you know, I myself am a uh, thirty six to thirty eight. Just depends on how many cheeseburgers I might have had the day before, uh, and then you know, so I can fit in this and, and hunt totally fine. Our our director of of media, Evan, he's a thirty eight as well. He hunted with Sean there in Canada five days straight. Uh, completely forgot he even had the thing on. He made that comment multiple times. So you know, he's at the upper threshold for this and was still comfortable. And what we did actually, this Venatic is wider than the covert you were, were hunting out of. The intention there is to really just stretch it out and get these bridge loops all the way around people's hips, no matter what their body shape is for that maximum waist size. And we think it's really worked out where you genuinely forget that you have the darn thing on as you're hunting. Yeah, and for for those folks who do need the larger one, um, you know, as we sit here in July, I would imagine you anticipate having those in plenty of time uh, before the season. Yeah, yeah those will be in yeah. the first of August, a couple yeah. weeks. Yeah, a couple weeks there, we'll have them. Um, gotcha. Again, it's just a matter of them manufacturing enough so we can turn it on. You know, Correct. the last thing we want to do is, you know, get ten and turn it on and maybe out in you know a couple yeah. minutes. So, so, we so, so, so people, you know, who want to get their hands on the Venatic, obviously, uh, can go to your website. Uh, what other opportunities or, you know, do you guys offer any, you know, programs, guarantees, whatever people want to, you know, give one of these things a try? And uh, what do you what do you recommend? Yeah, we got, um, you know, we do we do a 30 day money back guarantee. You know, we've uh, no questions asked. Um, that's always worked well for us, especially for saddle hunting. It's always, you know, harder to uh, guys want to touch and feel it, right, and try it. And, um, you know, up until this year, we've all been direct to consumer, but we um, we currently now have over 100 dealers nationwide. Um, uh, they don't have our banatic yet. Um, they do. The plan is to have some later this year at the dealers they do have our covert light dealer kit actually that comes with a with a free back band um at their place um so we got a lot of great retailers across the country that have built awesome displays to try saddles out and uh, some they, everybody sends us pictures and we post them and some guys can come up with some really cool ideas on um on how to test uh, saddles out and in their in their stores and then we're doing we're doing dealer events you know, dealer events and some of the total archery challenges and things like that across the country where people can come out and try and test out saddles before they buy. But if uh, if you don't have the ability to go to one of the dealers, you can, like I said, you can go to our website. We got 30 day money back guarantee. You know, um, the biggest thing, too, is you you probably know, Christian, is, is you got to give it time. You know, you got, you know, throw it on for a couple minutes and, you know, hang from a telephone pole. You know, you, you really got to give it you know, a couple of weeks worth of messing around and, and, and really testing it out, practice shooting your bow out of it. Um, Cause once you, once you figure it out and get a routine down, you realize how good of a tool it is. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. I mean, I was amazed, um, you know, just how comfortable I was in the saddle. And I mean that on a couple of levels, you know, not just in terms of the fact that it's comfortable, you know, to be up there, on your platform, you know, supported by the saddle, but comfort in terms of being, you know, comfortable and confident and and safe and and secure and just being able to do all the things that you need to do to be a successful bow hunter, you know, from from getting up the tree and down the tree to maneuvering in the tree, making the shot and and all that stuff. Um, You know, again, it's saddle hunting is just one of those things where 
to me, you know, if you're a serious deer hunter, um, I don't care, you know, what your favorite method is, uh, you know, saddle is a tool that you ought to have in your toolbox. You know, you wouldn't, you know, carpenter, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't go, you know, to do a job without all the different, you know, saws and, and, and awls and, you know, fasteners and everything that he needs. And, and, you know, there's just going to be times and places where the saddle is going to be the best choice for getting the job done. And, and if you're not taking advantage of it, you're kind of just leaving a good asset, you know, uh, on the sideline that you could be putting to work for you. So, so yeah, anyone who's watching this, uh, listening to this episode, uh, if you haven't tried the saddle hunting, I'm sure, you know, unless you're living under a rock, you know, that this is like the thing right now, there's a big, you know, I, I don't even want to say fad because it's not a fad, but there's definitely a craze for saddle hunting and there's a reason for it. And people aren't going out, you know, to Sean's point, they're not going out and spending $300 on a saddle just so they can be like the coolest kid on their block and be like, hey, I got the new saddle. You know, people are actually taking these things into the woods and they're killing deer with them because they're mobile. Uh, they're comfortable. They can hunt more variety of areas. Uh, they can use uh, more variety of trees and, and that there's a lot of reasons for it, you know, so, so take advantage of all those opportunities. And you guys were talking about the dealers and I actually, while Sean was talking, went on. And so I was like on your website, I just clicked over there now. And so like, I found my local little, little mountain outfitters in Richland PA, you know, if I, if you, if you want to, and there was two others, you know, Lancaster archery, which of course mm -hmm. is huge. There one, there was another one in the same area. So like, Hey, in my area alone, there was at least three dealers get on the trophy line website. And if you want to even just have a chance, even if you want this new Venatic saddle, like Sean said, they, they probably have, um, you know, some of the other product that you can go and maybe try and just get a feel for this before you, you maybe place your order for this. So, um, there's resources out there available. Yeah, it's absolutely, it's coming, you know, it's, it's definitely becoming more mainstream, right? It's definitely not a fad. You know, guy, people are realizing that it is a it is a tool. You know, at the end of the day, it's not an end all, um, but you know, and it takes up a lot less space than a bunch of tree stands, right? So you can have you can have your backpack with your platform, your sticks, and your saddle, and you know, you can fit in your back seat, you know, mm -hmm. wherever. Well, and, and and for me, you know what one huge thing is because, and I say this all the time in a lot of different contexts. I'm just, I'm lazy at heart. I think everybody is, okay? But my summers, this time of year, okay, July, August, these would be prime times where if I had spots, because we all, every year as you're hunting, you know, we all make mental or physical notes about a few other new spots that we'd like mm -hmm. to hunt. Uh, these would be the times that I'd be out there in this heat and humidity, sweating my you-know-what's off, right, hanging on a lineman's belt, putting up climbing sticks or stick ladders and hang-on stands, and, and I'd have to go and have a stand and a stick ladder for every single spot. Now, honestly, that saddle has given me freedom, whereas I'm like, you know what, I don't even have to waste my time. I don't have to waste my money. I don't need all that equipment that sits out in the field, you know, year round. Cause again, I'm lazy. I don't pull my stands every year that I have out there. I can just use my saddle. I can walk to any one of those spots in season, be up the tree in 15 minutes and I'm ready to hunt. And as an added bonus, when I leave, everything leaves with me. So like that the next guy or whoever comes into that area, he doesn't know that I've hunted there. He doesn't have a stand to go and sit in that I put up for him. Oh, aren't I a nice guy when I'm not there, you know? So I save myself time and effort now, preseason, and I'm actually a, a more stealthy, you know, hunter in season. And, and, and I don't feel, and the other thing is you're not tied to the spot. You know, when you have three stands, say on a given farm, you feel like, hey, I got to go hunt one of those three stands. And if you're in the saddle, you're like, no, I don't have to go any, I, I got to go up a tree, no matter where I go. I can go up at right. this tree or I can go up another tree a hundred yards further. And oh, by the way, that's where I saw all the deer yesterday. So I'm just going to go on that tree a hundred yards away because it's no more or less work, uh, right. and, and, but it's going to be a better hunt.
Exactly. It's it's really nice because it just takes the stress away, especially on public land. You're, even if you take a mobile setup in, um, you don't have to worry about is there the appropriate tree for me to use this uh, other mobile system in. For me, as long as the tree is bigger than four inches in diameter and alive, I can hunt out of it. So it's just, I, I have no stress going into any new property because I know I'm going to be able to get in this setup to get on the activity that's currently hot on that property. So, well, listen, guys, it was a great conversation today. Congratulations on uh, the culmination of um, 18 months, basically, of, of, you know, planning, research, development, refinement. Come out with this Fanatic saddle. I'm sure you're already getting a great response to this. And, uh, yep. you know, I'm going to see a lot of people running around in the Fanatics this fall out there in the Deer Woods. Yeah, thanks for having us on. We're, uh, we're always appreciative. We uh, yeah. always have a good time coming here. So thanks again. Well, yeah, and I want to get, uh, I got to make make a point here in the near, very near future to get out uh, with this saddle, even if it's just in my yard here and, uh, you know, like have one of my, my kids hold my phone and get on Facebook <laughs> Live or whatever on the Peterson's Bowhunting page and just show it off a little bit, maybe go up a tree and, and uh, you know, talk a little bit about it because it's it's something people are going to be interested in. So again, thanks again, Sean. I owe you one hour of additional vacation time and uh, I'll try to do my best to make it up uh, to you. I appreciate it. All right. And Nick, I look forward to seeing you uh, down in Kentucky, both of you guys soon. And, uh, you know, if, if, you, if it's okay with me, if you want to hunt the biggest buck, that they have in camp just put me on something halfway decent okay we can do that i had the longest shot last year so you gotta beat me on that at least all right well i like top i'm a top pin kind of guy i like closer is better so <laughs> thanks for downloading the peterson's bow hunting podcast all bow hunting all the time pick up the latest issue of peterson's bow hunting magazine on your local newsstand or Connect with us online at bowhuntingmag.com.